0: but I don't want to do 10 photo shoots a week. You know, I want to do two and nail it and have the kind of clients who really, really value photos and not just like, oh, I want a few to, you know, put on my fridge and post on Facebook.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's pretty much my mindset as well. I'd rather, you know, have one client that books, and paid more money than 10 clients who paid less money. (laughs) Hey, I'm
0: Cassidy Brooke, a full-time equine photographer with a passion for helping other photographers create the life of their dreams. When I abruptly quit my corporate job without any idea of what I was going to do, I suddenly found myself picking up a $400 camera, downloading a free app on my iPad, and taking photos of any horse I could get in front of my camera. That little hobby sparked a six-figure business, which allows me to live life on my terms. Now, I'm here to help you grow your photography business so that you can make your wildest dreams your reality. This is the Equine Photography Podcast. Hello, and welcome to the Equine Photography Podcast. Today, I am with co-host Kirsten again. Kirsten, joining us from Las Vegas. Hello.
1: How are you today, Kirsten, in beautiful Vegas? You know, I'm doing pretty good. Just holding up my hotel room working. <laughs> why uh, Why don't you tell us why you are in Vegas? Oh, I am. We're showing this week. Uh, Martini and I qualified for the Run for a Million Rookie. So uh, we show tomorrow. So freaking exciting. And you haven't even been doing this very
0: long. Like raining is still new to you, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I bought Martini in September of last year. So, <gasps>
0: Has it almost been a year already? Almost. That I is crazy. can't believe it. That's so exciting. Well, we're cheering you on from all over. All the podcast listeners get excited for Kirsten and Martini. So
1: what are we talking about today, Kirsten? You take the lead. Oh, me taking the lead. Um, <laughs> we're going to talk about clients today and our, how we got our first clients, um, how we gain our clientele and keep them and pretty much all that. All things clients.
0: I feel like that's like such a hot topic because, you know, I guess there are some people who just want to do this as like an unpaid hobby where they just buy expensive camera equipment and do pictures for free. But I don't know too many of those people. So I feel like clients is like a hot topic because if you want to have a business, you need clients so you can make money and get paid. Whether you're making a profit or not, you want to be at least, you know, covering the cost of your equipment, even if you're just doing this as like a hobby. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, whether it's a side hustle and you have a full time job, or it, it or you want photography to be your full time job, like you can make money at this, but that does, of course, require getting clients. <laughs> kind of a key part. Yeah, essential. So um, I know we kind of talked about this a little bit before we started recording, but. Why don't you just briefly talk about like, how you got your first client, even though, you know, it might not have been super crazy or exciting. It's still, you know, good for everyone to know how different people got their first clients.
1: Yeah. Um, so I got my first clients pretty much just by being at the barn I was at. Um, I had taken black backgrounds of my horse, Leo and, you know the friends I was with on Facebook that had their horses at the same barn. It was kind of like reached out and they were like, Oh my gosh, like I want some of my horse. And, uh, we just kind of went from there. Um, I think I charged $125 and I gave them like a bunch of photos. Some of them were good. Some of them were crappy, but it's fine. And then for like, I think it was same kind of situation, um, for my horse and rider, I hadn't even done like a styled one and they were like, can you take pictures of me and my horse? And I was like, uh, sure. Yeah, I can do that. <laughs> um, and it just kind of grew from there. Yeah. So, okay. Did you go right from doing that one black background of Leo
0: to a paid shoot? Yeah. So like you're basically your first shoot that wasn't your horse was a paid shoot.
1: Yeah. Okay. I love this. <laughs> I guess I just, I needed it to come up with a price and I didn't really want to do it like for free, free. So yeah, I think it was like $125.
0: Yeah. I can't remember if it was in a podcast that I did recently, or if it was in the confidence behind the camera training, but somebody said like, when do I start charging? Like, how do I know when to start charging? And I was like, you know, there's so many different schools of thought on this, but like, I'm kind of like you. So I did free photo shoots for a friend, a few friends and their horses, like black backgrounds all in the same day. And then I was like, oh, this was when I had just quit my job. I had my $400 camera and an iPad. And I was like, oh, that was like, cool. I think I did a pretty good job. Let me post in like our local Facebook group that I'm looking for, you know, some more horses to do portraits of just for free. And I think I posted like specifics of what exactly I was looking for. You know, I I wanted like a flashier horse. And I think at the time where I was boarding, there wasn't actually a barn. there were just like run-ins. So it wasn't like I could just do, you know, shoots of the horses at my barn. And so I posted that with the pictures that I had taken my first black background pictures. Of course, I only picked the best ones to post, not some of the ones that are terrifying. And I got a bunch of responses and some, I had two trainers who reached out and said like, hey, I'd love for you to come and do pictures of my horses. And do you want me to ask my students if they want anything done while they're, while you're here and how much does it cost? And I was like, excuse me, what someone's going to, they're going to pay me to do (laughs) this. And so I was just like, I said, a hundred dollars. I didn't say how many pictures they were going to get delivered. I actually didn't even know how I was going to deliver the pictures to them at this point. And at the first one I did, I remember going and I think I did five paid black backgrounds at that one. So I made $500 in this one day. And this was like my third shoot ever. And I was like, holy crap, Cassidy, you made it. You have succeeded. (laughs) You made $500 in one day with your camera. And I just remember it being like, I don't know, such a rush that I could, I had already been like super entrepreneurial and had other little businesses and stuff, but it was like, oh my God, like, so anyways, this long-winded story to say, I told this person like I think ch- start charging sooner rather than later because I think some people overthink it so much and they think they have to know every piece of it like I remember bringing them like a paper client agreement form to like fill out there and they like wrote their email address at that shoot I had no I didn't know about pixie set yet or how I was going to actually like give them the pictures but it was like that being able to, do that that day and make that money was like, I don't know, something clicked in my brain. Like, Oh, maybe this is really something I could do. And I think if I would have like waited and been like, Oh no, I'm not going to charge. I think I would have just kept waiting and waiting and waiting. And maybe not ever have started charging.
1: Yeah, I get that. Um, I don't know why I started charging either. I was just kind of like that. I feel like when they saw what I did, that it was like, okay, then at least if I can do that kind of expectation, which I was at least pretty confident about that because it was like same barn, same situation, like all that. I was like, I'm pretty confident that I can get these similar images with these people's horses. So I'm like, as long as I kind of just like live up to that expectation, I don't really like they reached out to me. They obviously wanted, (laughs) they obviously wanted photos. I didn't reach out to them. So yeah. Yeah think that kind of helps set my mindset for
0: sure. Do you, do you like, if you went back in time, would you have not charged or would you say like, yeah, I would charge again. I would have started the exact same way. Yeah, no, I would have started the exact same way. Yeah. Me too. Like I've heard the school of thought of like, if you start and you're only charging like a hundred or $200 for a shoot, it's really hard to like raise your prices. But I mean, I have a package that's like $1,600 now and I've made five, $6,000 at a single photo shoot. And I don't think anybody cared that I charged a hundred dollars five years ago when I started.
1: Yeah. I, I always got scared about raising my prices and then I just do it when yeah. I booking. So yeah, <laughs> you know, it is. I've only had one person ever say something about me raising my prices and it was kind of recently. And I was just kind of like, sorry.
0: Yeah. Like, sorry, I got way better and have way more expensive equipment now.
1: Yeah, exactly. I was like, um, well, two years ago I was using like a $1,200 setup and now I'm using like a $7,000 setup plus two years of experience and, and my packages got bigger. So I'm like, you get more now. So I don't know why you're complaining.
0: Yeah. And I think, you know, I've, I don't know. I've never really had fear around raising my prices. I don't raise them like crazy amounts. It's not like they went from a hundred to 2000 in like, you know, overnight, but I do always raise my prices, not like for the new year, but I raise them going into busy season. So like for portraits, like busiest spring and fall. So I'll usually raise them like right before then. Um, I've heard the school of thought of like every third time that somebody books your top package, you're supposed to raise your prices. I don't yeah. like go by that, but I think I think the main problem people have is they overthink it. You just if if you raise your prices and then you don't book any shoots, like the great news is like you can go back in Canva or Photoshop or Illustrator wherever you're making your you know pricing and change the number back to whatever you want.
1: Yeah, no one's gonna. Really keep track of that, and um, another little trick that I learned is to make your like lowest package not so low that it's not worth it for you. <laughs> like I used to have mini sessions, the thirty minutes, like on my website and everything, and I just don't even do them anymore. I don't offer them unless, like, I mean, you have to inquire or it has to be like a certain situation, but you can't just like book a mini session with me.
0: Yeah. No, <laughs> I mean,
1: sort of like the hour. <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm with you. Like I, I think this comes down to like branding and how you want, you know, your photography business to be viewed, but you know, you can be the photographer. That's like the two, $300 package range and book lots and lots of shoots because almost anybody, you know, who wants pictures of their horse is going to be okay paying that. But I don't want to do 10 photo shoots a week. You know, I want to do two and nail it and have the kind of clients who really, really value photos and not just like, Oh, I want a few to, you know, put on my fridge and post on
1: Facebook. Yeah, exactly. That's pretty much my mindset as well. I'd rather you know, have one client that books and pays more money than 10 clients who paid less money.
0: A hundred (laughs) percent. And I think like you don't, you know, I used to be like, oh, well there's other photographers, you know, in my area or around who charge like such a little bit and they book so many shoots, but like, I'm, that's not what I want to do. And it's fine. Like there's people who, you know. When you do a photo shoot and your prices are very low, just, you know, a few hundred dollars, there isn't the expectation or like pressure on you versus if someone is paying you five plus thousand dollars for a photo shoot, there's definitely a different set of expectations. And some people don't want that, you know, they want the less expensive. So I think it's about, you know, what you're comfortable with. I don't think it's like, you're only allowed to charge this amount and, you know, when you do raise your prices, be like, it's okay that maybe I'm going to book one less session a month because I'm still going to make more off of those other sessions that I am doing since my prices are higher.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I think another good thing to keep in mind that I started doing too is don't make a huge difference between your package pricing, um, like your lowest package shouldn't be that much less because it gives them incentive to upgrade. They're like, oh, it's only another two hundred bucks, and I get all this more stuff. Like, oh wait, the biggest package is really only like eight hundred dollars more, and I get all this stuff. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, that's really helped. Like, not even I don't even have to do work to upsell them to the next best thing. And then they get. I I mean, I like it more because I get to have more fun and spend more time with them. We get to do the like riding photos, we get to do a bunch of different outfits. Like, I don't know. I get more out of it when they get more out of it.
0: Yeah. No, I'm with you too. I think you're I think the difference isn't supposed to be more than like 50%. So like, you know, you shouldn't be going from like your lowest package is 200 to your middle package is like 2500. Like yes. there shouldn't be a jump like that. Yeah, having having something gradual. And I I think it, you know, a lot of it comes down to like being okay when you, when you're raising your prices, like with people saying no to you. And like, if somebody's like, you know, I, I don't think I've actually ever had somebody like a client who had already booked with me be like, oh, you raised your prices. I'm trying to think if I can like think of a time, but if they did, I would just, you know, explain, like I've invested a lot in my equipment and my education. And, you know, I've probably taken a hundred thousand photos between the last photo shoot we did together and this one. Yeah. And just, you know, owning it, like knowing that you're, it doesn't matter if that person ends up not wanting to book with you because you raised your prices, like, you know, that's their loss and it's okay. Everyone has a different budget and different value that they put on pictures.
1: And if they have something to say about it now and they can't do it, and it was like a good experience, I'm sure that they'll save up (laughs) and still book you if they, if it's, um, more of a money issue and not a you thing, then usually that's what happens, at least in my experience. Yeah, for sure. So let's talk a
0: little bit, you know, okay. So the way I got my first clients was posting, looking for basically a model call and it turned into paying clients. You were kind of word of mouth just from posting on your own social media, which I think, you know, that in itself brings up a good point is like, even when you are first starting out, like you have to be like posting your work you know, everybody starts somewhere. You know, my work when I started five years ago, doesn't look like it did now, but if I didn't start posting until it was what I thought was like perfect, I wouldn't have ever, you know, made it to where I'm at now. So like be posting so that the people at your barn can see your horse friends in the area can see, you never know like how, what's going to turn up from that.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I think, I mean, even if you don't, um, I know some people, you know, have their horses at home or maybe even don't have a horse, I think the key is to just get into the industry somehow, even if it's just reaching out to, or if you have a friend and just going and like taking pictures of your friend, um, just getting in the industry in general just helps so much. Um, I, I need to do like the actual analytics, but I'm pretty sure like 80% of my bookings are word of mouth.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's cool because at the point where like you're at now and where I'm at now, it's like almost every person that comes in, it's your, your marketing gets very effortless, I'd say, because it's like, you don't have to be working to get the next client. It's almost like your previous clients are doing that for you when they're posting the pictures, when they're talking about you, because I think, you know, hiring a photographer is kind of like I don't know if like, if it's sort of an intimate thing that someone's going to like come in there and capture this bond and you're going to spend, you know, an hour or two with them, like you want to feel connected to them. So it's one of those kind of things where it's like a referral is always going to win out. You know, like if, if someone is like posts on Facebook, like, Hey, I'm looking to book a photographer and they get 10 recommendations, but their best friend is like, Oh, I use Kirsten. You have to use her. Like, you're going to choose Kirsten if they had a good experience with her.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I think we have to just make sure that we're, you know, treating them all, all of our clients, you know, the way that we would want to be treated. Um, you know, be as excited <laughs> to deliver the photos as um, they are to receive them. Absolutely. Uh,
0: yes. I'm- I've said many times before, like I think one of the biggest keys to my success in business has been underpromising and over-delivering. Like in everything, this goes for portrait sessions when I work with brands, when I do show photography. Like if I tell someone I'm giving them 10 pictures, I'm probably giving them 15 to 20. If I tell them I'm giving them to the them in three weeks, they're getting them in a week, week and a half. You know, just you cannot think of one client as just that one client. Like, let's say your package is a $1,000 and you're like, okay, this client, the value of them is a $1,000. Oh no, that client, like I've had a single client who refers 10, 15 clients to me. And then those clients end up being repeat clients. So it's like, The actual, you know, like not this sounds like horrible, but the monetary value of a single client, like you can't just put it at what package they book. Even if they book your lowest package, they might have three people at their barn that want to then go and book that package as well. Like, and it's just the growth becomes exponential. It's like the snowball effect.
1: Yeah. And for me, I kind of worried about um, how I turned you know, these like sessions and these clients into repeat clients. I was like, well, they did a photo shoot. Like when I was starting out, this is how I was like, they do did a photo shoot. Like, what are they going to do this? Like once every couple of years, or if they get a new horse or something like that. And what I've tried to do really hard is I guess mostly just sell them on the not even sell them, just make the experience so amazing that it wasn't even about the photos that they just want to go back and like do it again. And that's what happens now. It's like, I have these clients that I've worked with multiple times and they're just like sending me different outfits and I'm like, Oh, I have this idea for this. And it's just, it doesn't even become about the photos. It's just like hanging out, you know, making epicness. Yeah. Yeah. So.
0: And the the way that you feel after a photo shoot with a good photographer, like I've done photo shoots with photographers and I leave there and I'm like, Oh my God, I am a freaking supermodel. My confidence is at an all time high. Like, especially if you get your hair and makeup done. And like, you just had that person build you up for an hour or two. Like the value of that is just insane. And like you said, it's about so much more than just the pictures that resulted from it.
1: Yeah, for sure. I just... I never really identified with the once in a lifetime experience type deal.
0: (laughs) No, it shouldn't be. I mean, in any, all the best experiences
1: in life, like, shouldn't they be more than once? Like, don't you want to keep having them? Yeah. I like to do photo shoots a lot for funsies. I think I do like four or five photo shoots myself a year.
0: Um, I love that so much. I need to get better (laughs) about it. I honestly, this nobody believes me when I say this, but I hate being in front of the camera. And like, I love my husband so much. He's not going to listen to this, but if on the off chance he does, it's like, usually when I'm in front of the camera, it's because he's the one behind it and he's taking my pictures and like, yes, he's amazing. I cannot even like appreciate him enough for every time he goes out and does pictures, whether it's for a brand or just for my own, like for myself for branding stuff, but having a photographer, like being like, He is not a professional. He doesn't know about posing. I set the camera settings for him. I tell him where we're going to shoot. I check the photos in between. So it kind of takes the fun out of photo shoots, but I need to. I actually just inquired about a photo shoot for myself yesterday, and I'm looking forward to doing pictures with my horses with a true professional and not my sweet husband, bless his heart, this fall. Yay! (laughs) I know. I know. I need to get in front of the camera more. It's... it's um. I don't know. It just feels like I always have so much going on that then like the last thing that I want to do is like get myself ready to then go be in front of the camera. But I'm changing that. I know it's an amazing experience. I know I've had photo shoots of me before where I leave there and I'm just like, oh, my God, this is the best thing ever. And then I've had experiences like the ones with my husband who is not a professional, which is a great, you know, piece of advice for actual photographers. Like you want to make sure you're building people up, like talking to them constantly. Like when I am at a photo shoot, when I am taking pictures of someone, if my camera is pointed at them, I am talking. I'm like, oh my gosh, amazing. Move your left hand here. That's beautiful. Oh my God, this is perfection. I'm obsessed. I love it. Like there is never a time when I'm just like click, 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 And just staring at them and not saying anything because that's the most
1: uncomfortable. I get, I don't know what to do if they're not saying anything. And I'm like, do you, do you want me to move around? Cause I feel like I'm pretty comfortable in front of the camera. You are, I've shot with you and I can, I can attest you are. (laughs) I feel pretty comfortable, but I've worked with like a couple photographers who like give me nothing. And I'm like, I, and sometimes like I can't hear a shutter because usually if they're clicking away, I'm like, okay, I can move around a little bit. And I'm like, if I hear nothing, I'm like, what do you want me to do? Uh-huh. Yeah. It's like, are you I'm taking like, pictures? Uh... Is this bad? Is it good? Like, should I relocate? Yeah. I'm like, is this working or not working? Like, and yeah, it's just, it gets awkward. But...
0: Yeah. So I think that's like so important. Like if somebody has that kind of experience with you, like where the whole, like, let's say they shoot with you for an hour and a half you're barely talking to them and you're just relying on them to move around like and then that person like has a friend who posts that they're looking for a photographer like they're probably not going to recommend you because the feeling like they might not even realize why but they're going to be like oh no that wasn't a very fun photo shoot like it was just uncomfortable and even if the pictures came out like pretty decent which is typically hard unless it's just like a professional model or someone who's very, very comfortable in front of the camera. But like they, they are not going to be like, oh yeah, that was the best time. Like I loved spending the evening with Kirsten. Like they're going to be like, oh no, that was uncomfortable. Like Cassie didn't talk to me at all the whole time. So I'm not going to recommend her.
1: Yeah, for sure. I have, I feel like the first 10 minutes of any photo shoot is where you get the awkwardness out <laughs> and it just gets better as you keep going. And at least that's how it works for me because i think my flow and the way that i can coach and direct my clients kind of helps them loosen up because i think i've mentioned this in the past is i kind of let the way that my client interacts with their horse kind of guide what i'm going to do with them and so i'm not really like yelling like my poses at them we're just kind of like going with the flow and then if we get stuck, we just kind of revert back to what I'm thinking with posing, but it's really, it's never a stand there and take a picture.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Just making it fun. And there's so many times while I'm doing a photo shoot where I stop and I'll be like, how long, you know, when did you get your horse? Like, Oh, do you have any shows coming up? And like, just giving them breaks. So it's not like an hour and a half or two hours of just staring and smiling at a camera, you know, like getting to know them and then getting to know, and like you.
1: Yeah, exactly. I, I'll, I think a lot of, you're not selling entirely just the pictures you're selling yourself to. So a hundred percent. Because pictures honestly can be like great and you can be shitty. Yeah. yeah <laughs> come
0: back. For sure. Yeah. Like even if they are the most beautiful pictures, like if you had a horrible experience and the photographer was just like cold and you just didn't get good vibes from them the whole time, like you're probably never gonna want to do that again, even if the pictures did come out really good. And now with like, you know, you can get a really you know, pretty decent quality camera for not very much money. You can get Lightroom and Photoshop for not very much money. And you know, a lot of cameras, like things are going to look the same. So uh, editing can look the same. Like it's not that hard to go on YouTube and type in how to edit light and airy, and then be able to edit your pictures exactly like somebody else. So yeah, a big part of what sets you apart in your mm-hmm. business is you and how you are with your clients.
1: Yeah. And communication is key as well. I just want to tell a little story because this just happened. And I think it's a great example. Um, a a friend of mine, well, mine and my husband's got married and their photographer, you know, gorgeous photos, absolutely stunning portfolio. Um, but her communication wasn't super great and they had no clue when they were going to get their photos. They were like straight up ghosted and, um, after the wedding. Mm -hmm. after the wedding. And, uh, so they were like asking me like, how long do you normally like deliver? I was like, I always deliver at maximum the, um, month anniversary of their wedding. It's like, so it's pretty much four weeks on the dot. I mean, I've been able to cruise recently, so I've been delivering them a little bit sooner. Um, but I, and I communicate that when I leave a wedding, I am like, congratulations. Like I'll talk to you guys later, but just so you guys know, like your photos, you can expect them on their month And I think I say it like a thousand times because it's always going to be the question that they have and they're going to forget everything. So <laughs> so anyway, we're still waiting and they eventually like reach out to the girl. And they said something like really nice. And then she was like, oh, delivery is like four to six weeks. I think it was like five weeks at this time. And um, so six weeks, Comes and goes. (laughs) They still haven't heard anything. We're on week seven and they send an email to her and she's, and then she replies and is like, sorry, like I've been on vacation and didn't have Wi Fi. And at this point, they hadn't seen anything, no previews. Oh my Mm -hmm. God. They don't, they don't even. Photos turned out. And I'm like stressing for them at this point. And um, yeah, so apparently she didn't have Wi-Fi to upload the images. And then okay, she could have lied on that though. Like she didn't have to say, I was on vacation with no Wi-Fi. Yeah. And then she had the audacity to post that she was like editing them like week eight on her Instagram story. And it was like at this point you are pat- two weeks past your contract date you didn't communicate at all to your clients about what was going on and like <laughs> what's going on they got their images as yesterday they're beautiful but still it's like yeah. they're they're like we're not going to recommend her even if the photos are beautiful because she did not communicate to us at all what was happening oh yeah no. took twice as long as the contract date so well, yeah.
0: And if honestly, like if she would have said it'll be eight to 10 weeks and then delivered them at eight weeks, they would have probably been like, oh, cool, we got them right on time. Yeah,
1: exactly. Just
0: make the contract and stuff work for you. (laughs) Oh, exactly. Like, and that's the thing is people, you know, it's all about like communication and setting expectations. So if you truly think it's going to take you two months to get those pictures delivered to someone, then tell them it's going to take three months and deliver them in that two month period. But never, I mean, of course, there's always going to be, you know, there's going to be a time, like a circumstance, maybe an emergency comes up, something happens and be communicating that to the client. Like, I'm so sorry this happened. Offer them maybe, you know, a print credit or something like that. Like, I try and go above and beyond, like even a tiny little mistake or, you know, something little happening, just like going above and beyond to be like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. That was my mistake. Like, here's this, you know, whatever, like little extra gift for you, because you know, that photographer, this wedding photographer you're talking about, even though those images were beautiful And let's say they post all those pictures and they have a friend who's about to get married. They're probably going to be like, well, no, like her communication wasn't great. And it took her, you know, twice as long as we thought it would.
1: Yeah. And that, it just leaves a bad taste in their mouth. And I've had, I've had emergencies where I was worried that I wasn't going to get their images out to the contracted date. And I just, I'm very honest with my clients. And if I have something like that come up, I send them an email. I was like, Hey, like I've had an emergency. I'm still planning to hopefully deliver your photos in time, but if not, they will be available by X date. And I give myself like an extra two weeks or whatever amount of time. I don't think I've ever been late, but by more than like a day or two or something, but if you just tell them they're fine with it, a hundred percent, they're going to be okay. And even last week. So oopsie, I totally didn't notice a stain on my client's shirt. And I felt so horrible. And I re-edited them because she pointed them out. And then I sent her like 15% discount, 10 or 15% discount on prints because I felt so horrible. I was like, how did I miss this?
0: Yeah. But that's like, that's the thing is that then it's almost like an even better thing than the mistake not happening because it's like, oh, even if something goes wrong, like Kirsten, look at what she did. That was so nice of her to like do this extra thing, you know? And like, I mean, we're human mistakes are going to happen. Like sometimes the shit is going to hit the fan and it's not going to get delivered exactly when you think, or, you know, I've had that happen before where I thought it was like a marking on the horse and it was like, a, you know, like it had gotten scratched in the pasture and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Like, of course, like, let me go back in and like touch that up. No big deal. Like just your communication with a client is something that like is top priority. Like in every situation, don't be frustrated that the client's like, oh, there's a stain on my shirt. Be like, oh my gosh. Like, even if it's something that is really annoying, like text your best friend or your, you know, your BFF photographer and be like, oh, this is so annoying. This person wants this to happen. But, you know, act like to that client, like, oh my gosh, you know, the client is always right. And, you know, wait on them hand and foot so that they, if, I mean, if you want to make this a real business and make money at it. If you don't, if you just want to do it casually and do some fun shoots as like a hobby, then you know, this advice probably isn't for you, but if you want to, you know, make real money doing this, if you want to be a six figure photographer, like your clients are everything to you and you have to communicate good with them and treat them like they, like every single client is your most important client, truly.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: Kirsten, I feel like we just have like such a good flow. We didn't even know what we were going to talk about and we got all this. Out. And I just feel like that was like, really, I don't know. I love these. Like I love our chats because it does just like, I don't know. One thing just flows right into the next, you know?
1: Yeah. I and mean, maybe we should never plan anything.
0: No, I think we should just start talking. Like let's just start talking about the horses and then see where it goes. Yeah. I think that's a good way to do it. Yeah. I love it. Any final thoughts or anything on getting clients or, I don't know, keeping clients? I guess that's kind of what the theme of this was. I think I said everything I want to say. (laughs) Yeah. I feel the same. I mean, I I think, you know, we just can't like beat that dead horse enough that that's a bad, like, I don't know, analogy for this podcast, but (laughs) Treating your clients right, communicating really well, um, and start charging before you think you're ready, but don't charge a
1: crazy amount. Yeah, charge what you're comfortable with.
0: Yeah, like $100, I think $150 is a great starting point.
1: Yep. All right. I know. We'll figure out what we'll talk about next week. Yeah, for sure. Maybe we'll follow up on this, but... Amazing.
0: Kirsten, best of luck to you in Vegas with the cutest, squishiest little
1: martini. Hmm. Are you going to post this after the show though?
0: No, I think I'm going to like edit this right now when we get off this call and it'll probably be posted. Well, it'll probably be posted tomorrow morning. So I guess it depends what time you go.
1: Let's hope for a late draw. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I'm with you. I absolutely (laughs) hate showing early in the morning. I am not a morning person. I would rather show at 6 PM than 8 AM.
1: Yeah. And I just don't want to sit around all day, like (laughs) watching, you know, a hundred other riders go. Yeah. Find out what's happening with me. So, okay. Yeah. It's going to be amazing. We're so excited. All right. Thank you guys for listening. We will talk to you next week. Sounds good. See you guys next week. I guess not see you. (laughs) Well,
0: I'll I'll see you you on our Zoom call because like I get to see a pretty face for this, but here here hear you next week. (laughs) Doesn't have the same ring. No. Do you find yourself feeling completely overwhelmed every time you take out your camera to try and capture the magic you see all over social media? Do you struggle to get that beautiful golden hour glow in the pictures you're taking and spend hours trying to edit all to no avail does your mind totally blank out when you're at a photo shoot trying to pose someone or do you panic at the sheer thought of having to spend an hour and a half directing a client through a session if any of these sound like you keep listening I can help I created the equine photography Academy to be the resource to help equine photographers all the way from their day one to making their first six-figure year Equine Photography Masterclass is here to give you the kind of rock solid foundation in equine photography that will have you charging for your very first shoot or increasing your current prices so you can finally start making the money you want in your photography business. The doors are opening for the first time in a long time to the Equine Photography Masterclass on August 15th, but will close back up on the 19th. There is an exciting new live coaching program with industry experts who are ready to teach you the skills you need to make it all the way to the top. Don't want to miss out on this transformative masterclass? Go to the equinephotographyacademy.com to add your name on the wait list. I can't wait to see you inside making all your dreams a reality.